Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Thank you very much indeed for that. Now, opposition TDs have demanded immediate action from the government to tackle rising rents as rents in new tenancies went up faster than in existing tenancies, according to uh, new figures today from the Residential Tenancies Board. Uh, This is for the July to September period last year. The average cost to rent a three-bedroom house in Dublin was €2,362 a month, while a similar-sized house cost uh, nearly €1,300 a month uh, outside of the greater Dublin area. For more on this, I'm joined by Fine Gael Senator and Shannon Spokesperson on Housing, John Cummins, and Sinn Féin TD and Spokesperson on Housing, uh, Owen O'Brien. You're both very welcome to the programme. 51551 for your text uh, on this. Um, when are you go? This is the question, John Cummins, uh, that the opposition TDs have been asking. You're failing on fixing the rental problem. When, is it, when are rents going to start uh, going down? Look, Cormac, it is true to say that uh, high rents is a continuing uh, symptom of a shortage of supply. Um, But um, importantly, we are increasing that supply. We saw 32,700 homes delivered last year, which was a a 10% increase on on the year uh, before. Uh, And we're now, importantly, starting to see large volumes of cost rental units coming into the market, particularly in Dublin, uh, which I'd expect to see filtering through into the data later this year uh, when we see those figures for Q1 rents because only a few weeks ago uh, the Land Development Agency opened applications for over 620 uh, cost rental homes in Dublin and Kildare with rents ranging from from 1,050 to 1,750. Isn't it patently true though, no matter what you say, that you have failed to bring rents down, no matter what you've tried? Well, well, supply is very important and that's why cost rental is so important because it provides rents at at least 25% below comparative uh, properties uh, new properties into the market and I believe that as we see more and more cost rental uh, homes coming into the market that it will have a cooling impact uh, on the wider market. But we are only seeing the first delivery of cost rental homes last year. Uh, you know, government only produced the, the legislation uh, for cost rental uh, two years ago. We saw the first cost rental homes delivered last year. And we're, we're, as I said, we saw the Land Development Agency advertising 620 units, uh, which are oversubscribed. So you will see uh, those rents uh, being tackled. But, you know, catchy sound bites like freezing rents sound great in theory. But what happened in Germany when the left wing government introduced that, it reduced supply by 50%. That is the reality. And I don't know what Owen thinks or why he thinks that Ireland is any different to Berlin. And that's your cue, Owen. You're being accused of catchy soundbites but not solving the problem. Well, the first thing is the report today is is both utterly depressing but not surprising. And it shows the government's housing strategy overall, but also with respect to the private rental sector, is in tatters. We have rents now rising to levels that are so high, they're placing enormous burdens on people. And the problem is, contrary to what John says, the private rental centre sector is shrinking. It's shrinking year on year and has done since 2017. And at the same time, we're not seeing an adequate supply of affordable cost rental. Cost rental has been Fine Gael 
policy and they've funded it since 2019. We didn't see any units until 2021. Uh, and the 600 units that he mentions with respect to the Land Development Agency, the rents there are ranging from 1,400 to 1,800 euros a month and they're higher than existing rents in the private rental sector in their own area. So the central problem here is government simply doesn't have a sufficient ambition or a track record in delivery of the very, very large volumes of both social uh, and affordable rental and purchase homes. But they have major programmes. They say they're delivering. Well, I, I have to say, uh, if you actually look at their record, first of all, the targets are exceptionally low. Second, they haven't met their uh, cost rental targets any year since cost rental was actually introduced in 2019. Three years of a Fine Gael minister, no cost rental whatsoever. And since Dara O'Brien has become minister, virtually no cost rental. And the cost rental that's coming on stream is far too expensive. So yes, we do need to have a three-year ban uh, on rent increases. John is incorrect. There was never actually a ban on rent increases introduced in Berlin because it was you, struck you down. Say you'd also freeze evictions. You're proposing major intervention, aren't you, uh, in Sinn Féin? Freezing, freezing rents, freezing evictions, absolutely. and you're, you're, me, you extend the rent pressure zones. Is that right? So, no, not on the third point. So, but just, just to correct, John, uh, the uh, regional government in Berlin tried to introduce a ban on rent increases. It was struck and it was down in place for 12 was, months. It was struck down as unconstitutional and had no impact on supply. But what Sinn Féin is proposing... Look, I didn't look, interrupt. No, no, hold on. Let's what, both of you, what, both what? of you, one second, one voice only, Absolutely. and I'll ask the questions. So l- let's keep it to an Irish uh, situation and your proposals in Sinn Féin. That is huge intervention, freezing evictions and freezing rent, and there's no guarantee that would work, is there? So two things. We want to ban uh, rent increases for an emergency period of three years for existing new tenancies. We want to put a full month's rent back into every private renter's pocket, unlike the government's uh, 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 programme. And we want to dramatically increase and accelerate the delivery of genuinely affordable cost rental homes. Fine Gael have been in government for 12 years. During all of that period, rents have risen 30% okay. since this government was in place. They have failed. Let me go They're back the to, problem. to John. They Why not do go. that, John? Look, it is simply inaccurate to state uh, that that didn't happen uh, in Berlin. They introduced a rent freeze so for five years to much fanfare. No, let's, let's, why Cormac, would it not Cormac, work here? I think, it's very, I think it's very important. What happened? A reduction in rental supply of 50%. Now, is there anybody telling me uh, with good conscience that a reduction in rental supply of 50% in the Irish context would be a good thing? Are you saying That's that if you freeze rent Germany. here for three That's years, notwithstanding how high the rents are, John, that are you saying that would... In, result in a reduction of rents. I, I, I'm rental saying that new new rental properties coming into the market, it had a serious impact in terms of reducing rental supply uh, in Germany. I don't believe it would be any different. Has it been examined we have for rent, here? We have, Has we it been have examined pres- for here? We have rent pressure zone legislation here in Ireland. Could you answer the question? I'm trying to answer the question there, Cormac. We have rent pressure zone legislation in Ireland, which caps rent increases at 2%. That is up to the RTB in order to to, uh, implement that legislation and ensure that there are no breaches. They've been funded with additional resources to do that. And there should be not increases of more than 2% in any rent pressure zone areas. And it should be reported if there is because it's on My question was, uh, have you in the government examined freezing rent uh, wholesale for three years? 
the government position is that we have a cap on on rent increases of two percent. That's uh, a no, that isn't has it? given cert- that has given certainty to the market to continue to be able to build. And unfortunately, when Owen comes out and Sinn Fein come out with these policies in terms of rent freezes and uh, eviction bans and all of the rest of it, they mm-hmm. might sound great in theory, but it actually has a negative impact in terms of the market uh, and certainty okay. for the market. Let me go back to Owen Brain because another plank of what you're proposing is that you you say if Sinn Fein were in government own, you'd uh, ramp up uh, affordable housing. And um, Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil and the government generally, the Greens, are picking up on a Sinn Féin uh, proposal to build a house for €300,000. They're saying it's not possible, is it? It absolutely is possible. If you look at the average price of a new built home in Dublin, it's about €400,000. Uh, if local authorities and approved housing bodies were to build exactly the same homes using private building contractors on their own land, there's a portion of costs that they don't have to pay, like a builder or developer's profit and others. There's also costs that we believe the state should take on, like land and site servicing. And that would actually allow you to sell uh, uh, really good 70, 80 and 90 square metre starter homes to people at prices of 300000 and below. The government is actually trying to do this and in some locations they're almost managing uh, but they're making a mess of it. So is it possible to deliver affordable homes that people buy at a price below 300000 Absolutely. The O'Cool on Housing Co-op has been doing it on a small scale for a number of years. We set out in a detailed housing policy paper in 2020 how we would do it uh, and we stand over that claim. The issue is Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael don't want house prices to come down. Every policy they introduce push house prices up yeah. and at the same time the private rental sector has actually shrunk by 20% uh, under this government in the last. Uh, so yes, oh, okay. we have the but policies. Before I go back to John, you say you've set out detailed costs of uh, a three hundred euro um, thousand euro house in twenty twenty. We've seen significant inflation since then, haven't we? We have, and what's interesting is if you look at the rec- most recent Society of Chartered Surveyors report uh, that was published, and it looks at average all-in development costs for a new home in Dublin uh, at four hundred and sixty-one thousand. That's a slightly larger uh, uh, home than you'd often have on the starter home size. No, that's a three-bed house. When you absolutely, but it's also one hundred and ten square meters. When you apply the formula that we outlined in our housing policy document uh, in 2020 to those SCSI figures, you're still able to deliver affordable homes to local authorities and approved housing bodies uh, that can be purchased at prices at or below 300,000. So it is absolutely possible. The issue is Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael don't have the political will to deliver it because they don't want house prices to come John, down. there's your answer. No, let- yeah, well, look, let's be very, very clear for people that are listening to this debate in their cars this evening, uh, driving home. Yon has not set out one shred of policy on how he would achieve a €300,000 figure. We, the reality is the SESI report stated f- uh, the all-in development costs were €460,000. Where is that €160,000? Own talks about land costs and servicing costs and all of the rest of it. That does not equate to 160,000 euro. What does it equate to on? What are those figures? Like set them out here in detail. Let's have an honest discussion about it. So if you look at the SESI figures and I have them here in front of me, there's actually about 100,000 euros of those that wouldn't apply to a public house delivered on public land, developers' margin, development levies, uh, uh, fees for land acquisition, etc. So those are costs that the public sector doesn't have to apply. And then sorry, with respect, somebody would have there to isn't land acquisition costs. No, because, and again, John, John knows this. Uh, uh, under our model, and John and I have debated this uh, uh, at great length, under Sinn Féin's model, 
you buy the house at the price of the construction of the house. The state retains ownership of the land and covers the cost of site servicing of the land. And between that and the cost that the state does not have to pay mm-hmm. on public housing, you can but, bring the price down and to who or below 300,000. Absolutely. Same as social housing, building contractors who take a very small margin, not the big margin that a large developer takes. John. But, but let's be very clear here. In Owen's pre-budget submission, only a couple of weeks ago on page eight, he allowed €82,500 per affordable home to do the very things that he's talking about. Land costs, servicing costs, uh, reductions in uh, and waivers for development contributions and so on. €82,500 off 460000 does not equate to 300000 by any stretch of the imagination. Where's the other 80000 uh, And again, I'll, I'll repeat for you again, John, because you don't seem to want to listen. Where you are delivering... No, no, I'm listening, Owen. You're not setting it out. I am. I'm going to answer your question again. Where a local authority or an approved housing body with a private building contractor is building public homes on public land, there is a set of costs from the SCSI figures that do not apply. So, for example, there's a developer's margin uh, of €50,000. That does not apply to a local authority or an approved housing body. There are development... You just said that private developers would build these. No. You're telling me that they're going to build them for free? Again... Again, John, you need to listen to the detail. No, he's picking up on a point. Hold on, he's picking up on a point, Owen, that I do want clarification on. Absolutely. So, who would build it? it? Because the uh, developer's margin that you mentioned there is fifty-three thousand eight hundred and sixty-four thousand euro. Yes. Exvat. So we're still a good bit short of the eighty thousand difference that John is pointing out. So, who would build it? Number one. Absolutely. Let me be very clear. In the SCSI figures, there are builders and a builder's margin built into their figures. I've mm-hmm. checked this with the SCSI. Mm-hmm. And there's separately, there's a developer, because not all developers do the building, and there's a developer's margin. All public homes are built by private building contractors. They take a small 5 or 6% margin, and that's baked into the SCSI figures. So the developer's margin in the SCSI figures, that 50,000, doesn't apply to a local authority-approved housing body. Development levies, again, another 10,000. Uh, land Financing costs again. It doesn't apply another ten thousand. Uh, and if you how look are at they financed on? Because it's public land that is already publicly owned and remains in public you, ownership. Are you, say, are you saying that the contractor has to carry the finance in relation to this? There is no land financing costs, John, in well, let's, uh, let's development. Let's be very clear. There, there's 80,000 that you've set out in your uh, budget document. You've just talked about a development margin. You're allowing 5 or 6% here, so you're not accounting for 50,000. You still have a shortfall no, of 40,000, 50,000 per house John, on. John. And the reality is you're going to attach terms and conditions to that so that anybody that's looking to purchase one of those houses, they'll never own it outright because Sinn Féin will always own the land in which the house is built on. Now, I want people to ask the question seriously here this evening. If they're a first-time buyer, would they pay a €300,000 mortgage uh, for a home if they knew that they'd be restricted in whom they could sell it on to in the future? Would there be restrictions, Owen, under a Sinn Féin government? Uh, Would Sinn Féin or uh, the the state take a, a stake in the house? Uh, First of all, there are restrictions, as there are in the government scheme, but ours are better, which I'll explain in a moment. But let's be very clear, that that €160,000 difference between the SCSI figures uh, and our affordable housing uh, fund uh, uh, homes is made up by costs the state doesn't have to pay and costs the state will subvent. With respect to uh, the conditions, what we want is we want every single year to build and sell a large volume of privately owned, privately traded, 
designated permanently affordable homes. How you do that is the state retains control of the land and the state covers the cost of servicing that land. Can I ask you about a, a problem that, that the, I, I the, see but, there but, in your case? Okay, so you're talking about a difference in the um, the details that you set out in the 2020 document uh, and you say that it would be state land so you wouldn't have to buy the land, so to speak. The Land Development Agency ran into problems there because they had to buy the land, state land, at market value. Actually, they, they well, first of all, they don't because the Land Development Agency doesn't allow them to do that. Most of the land that the LDA are currently building on is land that was gifted to them at low or no cost by local authorities and approved housing bodies. They rolled back on their ambition, uh, didn't they, of, of building 150,000 s- sites? They did, but be, be very, very clear, the Affordable Housing Act... A lot of it and because land, of land acquisition. No, and the Land Development Agency's uh, rules mean that when it uses public land, it does not pay market value. In fact, in many cases, it has paid a nominal value you. But on the conditions, because John asked the question Briefly, and I do yeah. want I want listeners to hear under our scheme, you buy the house, you own the house, you get free indefinite use of the land for you, your children and your grandchildren. But there are two restrictions. You can't rent it out to the private rental sector and when you sell it and you can sell it whenever you want, you sell it to a future affordable purchaser at the future affordable purchase price. Under the government scheme, there is actually an additional equity of up to €100,000 which if you want to pass the ch- property onto your children, okay. they'll be penalised and have to to pay oh, the equity. But, okay. Ours guarantees what does, what intergenerational affordability. What that means in practice is that a person pays a mortgage of €300,000 uh, on it. They'll never own the land in which it's built on and they could actually be prevented from selling, on, selling it on to a niece or a nephew or a cousin just because they have a combined okay. income know, of oh, over €85,000. We'll and leave it there for the moment. The uh, John Cummins of Fine Gael, owner of Sinn Féin. Thank you very much indeed. 51551.